today's scripture reading is from Acts chapter 2, verses 37 to 47. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all, as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, send your spirit upon us that as your word has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. So I found a song I don't know. Um, I often, if I'm going to share a song with you, I will sing it to you. Not today. I don't know this song. So, um, but... The lyrics are important as to our sermon today. If anybody knows it, I mean, come on up here. Give me a Broadway number. Do you know the musical Camelot? Some of you do. I don't know it, but this is important. Here's words to Camelot. It's true, it's true. The crown has made it clear. The climate must be perfect all the year. A law was made a distant moon ago here. July and August cannot be too hot, and there's a legal limit to the snow here in Camelot. The winter is forbidden till December, and exit March the 2nd on the dot. By order, summer lingers through September in Camelot. 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 I know it sounds a bit bizarre, but in Camelot, Camelot, that's how the conditions are. The rain may never fall till after sundown. Um, wish I lived there, right? By eight, the morning fog must disappear. In short, there's simply not a more congenial spot for happily ever aftering than here in Camelot. Camelot. The ultimate symbol of a time, a place, or an atmosphere of idyllic happiness. And that's kind of what this new community of faith that we hear about in Acts chapter 2 sounds like. Camelot. People were coming together, sharing. Every day, numbers were added to this community. 
perfect. It's a fairy tale of faith, the most congenial spot for happily ever aftering with God, right? It really is amazing what's happening here in Acts uh, chapter 2 at the end of this chapter. It does seem like a fairy tale in some sense that so many people would be together sharing everything that they have and being so happy. Now, it may not always be that way as we might see in next week's sermon. But this is more than just the disciples gathering around with a few friends that they like and sharing the things that they have. It's about a new form of community, especially that a new form of community caring for the health and the wholeness of every single person, especially those who hadn't been welcomed elsewhere. Luke, who is our writer here in Acts, uses the word fellowship, and that word in Greek is koinonia. He uses the word fellowship, that they were devoted to the apostles' teaching and fellowship. So this koinonia word, this fellowship word, this Greek word, is only used once in the book of Acts, and it's right here. The New Interpreter's Bible commentary says this, in elaboration of what fellowship or koinonia means, Luke uses a well-known phrase from Greek philosophy indicating friendship, all things in common. You heard that in the scripture. So a fellowship of believers shares more than common beliefs and core values, says the New Interpreter's Bible. They display a profound regard for one another's physical and spiritual well-being as a community of friends. This isn't just getting together with a few people that you knew before. This is a very intentional and deeply relational gathering of people who care for one another. What makes this community so special is that they are caring for one another's spiritual and physical well-being. They are making sure that each one is fed, that each has what they need, that each person is recognized and cherished. Over the last few days, uh, Jimbo and I got to go to Washington to visit our oldest son, Jeremy, who moved there with his family last summer, and we had not seen them since. And I will tell you, a year is way too long to go without seeing your granddaughters. So we got to see three. One, we just met because she's only 11 months old. When Jeremy, um, so Jeremy, our son, and his partner, Chrissy, um, they have three girls, but Chrissy has a fourth daughter that I've always called my bonus grandchild. Now, this grandchild was not there. This grandchild lives with um, biological dad. But when Jeremy met Chrissy about 10 years ago, 
Delilah was a sweet preschooler who thought I was so funny, and so she stole my heart. We don't get to see Delilah much because um, she lives with biological dad in Loveland, and Jimbo and I aren't related to them in any sort of way, but I still love her. And so, of course, when we were with Christy, I asked Christy about Delilah. I did know that over the last few years, Delilah has been identifying less and less with the female gender and leaning towards a more non-gendered identity. So Chrissy told us that actually Delilah would now like to be known as Toby and would prefer they, them pronouns instead of she, her. I asked how their father was doing with this change. And Chrissy says, oh, well, he supports them by buying more stuff for them. But the emotional support is pretty thin. Now, I understand that the conversation about pronouns can be a very difficult one. In fact, um, the Inclusiveness Ministries of the Mountain Sky Conference of the United Methodist Church just sent out uh, last week a guide to pronouns that is to be a resource for individuals and churches as a way to honor Pride Month and as a way to start having conversations about pronouns. In the guide, the question is posed, why do pronouns matter? And here are some of the answers. In the same way that using someone's correct name is a sign of respect, using someone's correct personal pronouns is also a way to show respect and care for that person. And in fact, using wrong pronouns for someone, intentionally or unintentionally, can communicate that we do not respect that person, even if we don't intend that. And lastly, using someone's correct pronouns is a form of suicide prevention, especially for transgender and non-binary youth. The Trevor Project found in their 2021 national survey on LGBTQ mental health that using a transgender or non-binary youth's chosen names and pronouns can reduce their risk of suicide by 50%. And every time their correct names or pronouns are used, that percentage goes up in terms of suicide prevention. Now, I understand that it can be really awkward to use new pronouns for someone that you've known. When my cousin a few years ago came out as non-binary, I had a very difficult time thinking about them as anything other than she, her. Because we're the same age, and I grew up knowing Polly as she, her. But they requested that I use new pronouns. And I love my cousin. And I want to honor my cousin as they choose to be. And so I try. And I mess up sometimes, and I always apologize. And she... She, see, I'm messing up right now. They are so gracious and will just pat my hand and say, thank you for trying. It means a lot. 
And so even though 10 years ago I met a little girl named Delilah, it wasn't their name or their gender that I fell in love with. It was the sweet spirit, the silly nature, the kind heart. And so I'll call them Toby and support whatever they need to feel physically and spiritually safe and whole. What an exciting thing to happen in our world. I was just, Jimbo and I were talking about this yesterday. Um, What a cool thing it is for humanity to learn a whole new thing. As a people, we are expanding our vocabulary and learning how to do something new and embracing a whole new expression of being. And I know it's hard to learn new things. Absolutely. But I don't know. In this expansion, in this learning, it sure feels like the movement of the Holy Spirit to me. And if the Holy Spirit can help us learn this new thing, then we can continue to create a community where each person is seen, recognized, and valued for who they are. And I think that's even better than Camelot. That's the kingdom of God. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen. Let us pray our offering prayer.